Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel O'Connor. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've bitten a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Tuesday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Conan, Dennis is here. You can see his chair is empty, but I promise he's here. He'll be back in a second. Uh, not a lot in the way of big movers today. We've got some stocks moving up and stocks moving down, but no real big names moving in either direction. Market's just kind of trending lower a little bit, but nothing really in the way of big time movers. We do have news. We do have ratings. We'll get to that. Our guest is Nick Shaheen. He is the author of Create Income with Option Spreads, also runs the site sellspreads.com. He'll be on the show at 835. See, I told you Dennis was here. Uh, I want to get up. Oh, there's Jason Rasnick. Hello, Jason. Hi, guys. Um, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Thank you very much. And let's throw it to Joel now, and Joel will update us on what exactly is going on in this pre-market trading session after we unmute him, Joel. Good morning, traders and investors. Uh, we're slightly in the green by a point here, uh, 33.94. Uh, good level on the upside, 33.99 a quarter. Yesterday's high, 34 even. Either a potential top, which I don't think so, but blast through there, 34.19 and a quarter is my next target. On the downside, pre-market low, 33.80 and a quarter. That's a good, that's a good daily level I have as well. Uh, you have crude up 74 cents in a trading range here, really 36, 37 to 40. Moving up on that 40 as 40 is the exact high. Uh, gold distancing itself from 1900 up $3.60 at 1923.70. Silver in the green by three and a half cents at 24. 0.595 and Bitcoin that's down 60 bucks, 150 point range here, down 60 bucks at 10,755. Uh, we gotta, we gotta give, uh, we gotta get Triple D going here. He's, uh, he's got the, uh, the battle glove. He's, he's in the battle zone. Oh, not even in the battle zone, in a little bit of the shock zone. This has been, you ever have one of those days? This is one of those days. I'm telling you, this is one of those days um, for multiple uh, reasons. But the main reason looking at here is I just happen to be on the wrong side of every single trade, I think, today. And this is going to happen. This is the law of, num of large numbers. You know, if you trade for 250 days a year, you can't expect to come in and make money on 250 days. Sometimes you can have the best systems in the world and you're just going to have a day where the numbers just work against you. Just like at the casino, the casino is going to have a day where the numbers are just going to work against you. Multiple people are going to win jackpots and you're going to have a bad day in the payout. A lot of large numbers says over the long term, though, if you have systems and you have a, a, a systematic edge, you're going to make money. 
today is the day that I give a little bit back because I'm on the wrong side of like every single trade. And this is like the second time in the last, I'd say three weeks, right? Was I don't it? remember the other one. Yeah, you were. Yeah. I think I must have clawed back. You did. You did. But you. I were... think I'm still on the streak. I don't think I've had a down day in three months. Okay. I think I'm still on the streak. I'd have to check that. I'm, I know I came, I was down the one day and I was pretty down about it, but I fought that whole day. Like, you know, I'm down in the morning and I fought, 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 fought till eight o'clock at night and I ended up turning it around. But today is such a hole. I really would be shocked if my streak doesn't end today. I'm pretty sure I'm on about a three month streak of not having a down day though. So, so you go, you go for that. Not talking my investment account. Investments are up and down. I'm talking my day trading account. So you go, go ahead. What were you, you asking? Go eight me? to eight, like you consider your trading day eight to eight. Well, it's my over. It's my bright trading day trading account. So yeah, I come in. It starts fresh usually. I, so usually I'm out of everything by about ten a.m. And then we know I don't like trading from ten to two. It's chop fast. There's not much in there. I come back to my computer screen after two o'clock. Sometimes as late as three o'clock. And then I start getting positions on for my overnight trading. We know I like to be long stocks. I'm going to report. I like to, you know, there's, there's, I talk about the strategies yeah, all the time. You do. Ex-dividend strategies. There's all kinds of different strategies that I employ. And then I, I trade the news. So I got my Benzinger Pro open and I trade the news from four to eight o'clock, you know, trading headlines and saying, okay, well, this is worth this and this is worth this, you know, so I see an upgrade. If the stock, if I think it's worth 3%, it's only up 1%, I'll pay up 1%, all different edges like that. You know, that's what I'm trying to employ. And there's like, probably if I wrote them all down, I probably have 50 different strategies. I employ them all like systematically though, with very little thinking, not very many of them are based on a chart. I'll tell you that. So, so um, but anyways, this is just one of those days I have 26 overnight positions and I'm like down on almost all of them. And I'm like, I don't know why, but you know, like even, you know, hedges and stuff, like I'm fairly hedged. It's just one of those days where it just is not working out. So, so Dennis, as a trader, you're going to have these days. So Dennis, I'm curious, you, you have days, cause we don't talk about this too often. So you, you probably have days where you feel like it's so easy. You don't even have to try. Yep. And then you have days like today or maybe that day a few weeks ago where you literally have to work all day and maybe barely and maybe lose money. <laughs> maybe barely make money or lose money. Yeah, you and, do. And you, work, and you, you can trade. And some days I can trade very well and not make money. And then other days I can trade very poorly and make a lot. So it's just a matter, there's a lot of luck on day to day, even if you're running, I, I always treat my business like a casino. I feel like I'm kind of playing like the house, you know, I'm doing strategies that I have a 52 to 53, 55% edge in. So, you know, you flip a coin and it's 55% edge, it's still 45% chance going to come up tails and you're going to lose. But, you know, if you flip that coin enough times that day, and I'm trying to flip the coin sometimes 200, 300 times a day, the odds of losing money on any given day are pretty low. But you're still going to have that day where it doesn't work out. And you can have the best systems in the world. And some days, it's just not going to work out. It appears that this is the day. I've dug a huge hole, just bad overnight positions. It started right at 4 o'clock. And I'll tell you the first trade in a second. But it started right at 4 o'clock. And the first trade actually wasn't even a trade. It was just like something to get me down. But um, anyways, it's one of those days. So as a trader, you know, I, I, I've struggled with it for years trying to, you know, get you know like try not to let emotions get the best of you you know you come in you're like holy macro i'm getting whacked well you just got to be able to take it in stride and my buddy chris banning who i trade with for years was the best at this he could come in be down fifty thousand bucks and just shrug it off he's like 
you, we'll get it back tomorrow. You know, and I'd be down like, you know, less than that and be like, boom, you know, just, you know, mad, mad, mad about it. So, you know, I've struggled and I think I'm getting better, you know, after 20 years of handling the emotions, but it's tough. I mean, you know, this is a, this is a, this is a business where you're going to definitely have good days and bad days and it's going to hit your bottom line. You have good days at work. Normal people have good days and bad days at work, but they still make money. You're still getting paid. You have a bad day trading and this is your job. You're losing money. So you're actually, you know, net loss for the day. And that's why, you know, it's a different, it's a different business. So you just got to be able to try to take in the stride as much as you can. Try not let it affect your next trade and know that there's a huge luck factor involved on any given day. I mean, I could come in, have a great setup and then, you know, there's news on your stock or you're, you know, you're short of stock and gets upgraded and you're like, well, that sucks, but that's just bad luck. It's not maybe your strategy. It's just bad luck. Yeah, just going back to one bright trading story and uh, that Eddie likes to tell. And uh, you know, there was a trader, he was he was struggling and uh, you know, Eddie's like, What's up? You know, what's going? And he's like, Well, the market ain't acting right. And he just kind of looked at him and he said, Well, maybe it ain't the market. And but <laughs> I, <laughs> the reason I'm bringing that up here is because I think you're coming in to a pretty tricky time in the market. Uh, technicals are always going to be technicals, but the fundamentals right here coming into the election, there's a president that got sick, you know, with the, the virus, there's a lot of things. So there's a, you're not the only one out there, Dennis, that's maybe in the red today and not being able to explain what's going on. I think it's a, it's a really interesting month and hopefully, you know, we have a clear winner one way or another after November, but I think there's some market dynamics going on too. I, I know what your trading style is and how you do things, but it's just, you know, there, there's other things going on. And the fact that this is the second time that's happened to you in the last, I know you battled back that other time. Yeah, I remember it a few weeks ago, though, but that's funny. And that's a good thing that if you're forgetting already, you know, when you had that bad day, yep. it, it's good. You've got to be able to take it in stride. And, you know, people are getting saying it's not about me. I mean, I'm trying to teach a lesson here, though. There's a lot of people who are in here trying to actually do trading as a business. And I'm trying to teach a lesson here when you have a bad day. You know, if your systems are good, you know, you're going to have bad days and you've just got to let it affect your next trade. Because if you start letting it affect your next trade and saying, oh, I'm, gonna, you know, and I'm exactly. struggling here. I mean, you know, like a lot of people will say this is a rule. And I think this is the stupidest rule you'll ever read. They're saying when you're having, you know, bad days or bad trades, stop trading altogether. Stop trading that day and move on. I have a systematic approach. Once you've been trading long enough, does the casino shut down? Just because they have somebody hit the jackpot, Spencer Israel, do they do that? I never hit the jackpot, so I wouldn't know. No, but if, if, if the casino, if you're running the casino, Win Resorts, yeah, and somebody I'll, gets a jackpot, do they shut the whole casino obviously, down? Obviously not. Exactly. That's the dumbest rule you'll ever read. Now, if you're new trading and you're letting your emotions get the best of you, definitely take a walk. But if you've been trading for 20 years and you have a systematic approach, don't stop trading because, you know, just because that affects you. Keep employing your systems. Don't let emotion get in there. And that's the thing. Separate the emotion from the thing. But I never stop trading. Even if I'm doing bad, I never stop trading because I'm employing my systematic approach to the markets. And, you know, if I employ it enough, you can fight back on that day that was a bad day I was having three weeks ago. I ended up green that day, I'm pretty sure. Because yeah, I looked the other day and my streak was still on. So I think it's, you know, if, if you're even trading a long time, I don't think you need to step up and walk away. 
All right, let's go, Spencer. Take the wheels here. Well, we just got a headline, uh, Long the American Eater, uh, Wingstop, which is not a name we've talked about recently. Oh, uh, the old Wingster. Uh, this is actually about a half hour ago now. Uh, but the news is that they gave some, uh, some early comps for Q3, and their same-store sales are really good, up 25% year-over-year uh, for domestic same-store sales. System-wide sales up 32% year-over-year. Digital sales up 62%. Yep. Wingstop, right. Wingstop, Wingstop. You cannot stop it. The stock, you can. And that's the Wingstop does not get stopped. I mean, it got stopped here for a bit, but it's been in consolidation station here for a little yeah. while. And now it's starting to get up into this area where it fell down through quickly. We always say what goes up through an area quickly can come down through an area quickly. You will run into overhead supply. It's not surprising. The first stopping point appears to be 150, the big hole numbers. We know there's options, you know, optionality, probably higher strike at that point, the 150. So it makes sense, but um, you're not much in this area. So you just kind of, you know, cascaded through it back in the early September. And now you're coming back up through it. So um, I think you're kind of in almost in the middle of nowhere at 150. Yeah, I, the, let's see here. I'm trying to adjust my uh, chart here to reflect the 50% retracement. Look at Joel drawing yeah, lines as he up. goes. This yeah. guy's getting good at these charts. Yeah, a little bit. Yep, Gary, I had to get a little lesson from Gary again. A little bit tougher than it looks. But uh, anyways, you're through it. It looks like you're just buried through it. I did do the exact math. Pre-market high, just over 152. Uh, man, it's just so wide open here. Like, where's... Like, just like when it was coming down here, where is it going to stop? 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 You know, then, so I kind of feel like going here, maybe you could look at some daily highs and, and try and figure it. First stopping point will be our first potential area of resistance is well, 152 and change. What's the pre-market high? Pre-market high comes in at 152.75. Nothing there on the dailies. Maybe if you want to look for a little bit more, 158.54, but that's a, that's a big move. And my big question is, has anyone ever had those wings? Because I've, I've never had those. No, wings. I haven't either. Have you, I mean, apparently a lot of people oh. do have them, though, because this stock has been one of the best stocks since, obviously, you know, it went all the way down to like, what did it get down to $44 uh, during the March crisis there. And it's, it's been coming back. So... The one thing, you know, the stock got killed early September. It's coming back in through that area. You do have a lot of overhead supply to get up to that 160, but kind of in the middle of nowhere, 150. And then I want to back up for a minute because, Dennis, you, you mentioned uh, you were going to tell us what the first trade was that kind of yeah. the hole today. Was that AYX? Yeah, it was. And I've held this stock ever since Jeremy Newsom was on the show. And props to Jeremy Newsom. He called this out on his show about a month ago. He was early, though. And it went up to 120. I bought around 114. Went up to 123, 124 shortly after, felt like a hero. And then it's been hanging out around 104 to 105. And I feel like a zero holding this. This is not, this was, you know, in the swing trading, a little longer term account. I wasn't having it forever, but, you know, I was holding on to it, holding on to it. And it was starting to look like a dog. I actually thought about selling it the other day, which I did not. And then it comes out the news at 405, new CEO. And the stock spikes up from 113 to 125. And then it pauses. You won't see the pause on that blue chart, but it paused for a good like 30 seconds to a minute. I was like, you know what? I'm like, new CEO, you know, it's worth 12 bucks. I'm like, really? I'm like, I'm selling this thing. So I've held this thing for a month and I sell it at 125. Not even like a second later. Oh, guidance too. <laughs> and I'm like, they have guidance. I was like, 
are you kidding me? And whether the guidance came out, I just missed it. Maybe it came out with the whole press release, but I think the guidance came out slightly after. And then it pops up and just runs to like 150. And I'm like, so, I held this thing for a month. And if I would have held for another five minutes, I wouldn't have sold at 125. I could have been selling it at 150. So anyways, that's where I'm, you know, was already bombed out. And maybe so I did let the emotion you know, take me in the trading. So I actually did make money on it. But I mean, I, that's me saying I didn't think a CEO was worth 12 bucks and not knowing that there was raised guidance in there. So, here, so. here's the thing about that is it, it was in the same press release at 405, but it was at the bottom. They buried it. The, the, headline, so the headline of the press release was announcing new CEO. It didn't say anything about you had to read it. You three guns. You had to actually go into the PR yeah. and, and scroll down to that section. Um, so it, uh, uh, and, and obviously the bots maybe can read a little bit faster than I can, but I thought it was just a new CEO and I thought 12 points on a new CEO was overdone. And I also looked at all those highs, Joel, you know, where I was looking back to September. Am. I looked at the chart and I was like, look at the yeah, three highs, 125, 126, new CEO. I was like 12 bucks. I'm like sold, you know, I'll rebuy this thing when it gets back down to 115 again, <laughs> obviously not going to be the case because rip your face off rally and continues on it. And I don't participate. So you sold so. it out of your, you sold out of your long yeah. and went short. No, I didn't go short. I just sold out of my long-term. Account. Oh, okay. So, well, but still, but I'm, I'm you're, you're ticked off because you've right, held it I for a you. month and you literally didn't know. I didn't know that it had raised guidance. Cause like Spencer said, I, it was I sold too fast. I should have waited, you know, but, but sometimes you see these initial spikes and you got to sell on the initial spike to get the hell out of it. So, because then they're like, oh, CEO, this is overdone. And sometimes they come right back in. So I'm sure there's situations where that trade works out for me too. But anyways, that's where, you know, that's what, you know, obviously rubbed me wrong to start my trading day that, you know, I, I missed out on the bulk of this game because I didn't hold on for another 10 minutes after holding a stock for a month. But, you know, this happens. And obviously I've talked about this before as I'm very good at entering trades. I'm very, I'm not very good on exits. I've been that way for a long time. 152, and you can tell on the dailies, that is in the middle of no man's land of 152 because you get up to 170 to fill the gap, pull back to 135. So you had an 18-point retreat off that high, and now you're just climbing your way back. I'd be inclined to think that it's going to be hard to get up to that 152. I don't think you're going to crash down to 130. But I think people that, you know, waited a little bit longer, missed the 152. I think they're just kind of, you know, slow sellers here. 50% retracement. I think I, I drew that this one a little bit better. Comes in at the 145 area. So if that was your target, you're going to get a chance at it. But, uh, yeah, that was just a sleeper. And uh, there you go. You have a, a, a decline off earnings. You have a long consolidation. You have an uh, and an explosion. Yeah. And then, uh, in you know, there's definitely back in September and October, along with Jeremy Newsom, there was some institutional accumulation there. They were just being patient. I'm buying this under 110. I'm buying this under 110. And, th and then you got the move. But uh, that 152, at least for today, would be a real juicy target. Just don't in my bones. I just don't think it's going to get there. Uh, to fill the gap, if you're a gap fill trader, you're going to have to wait for 168.70. And uh, as we speak, the S&Ps are creeping up on that pre-market high of uh, 33.99. Five a dip once again. Yep. Wasn't much of a dip either. 
couldn't have went a few more ticks on the downside. But uh, anyways, you know, they, uh, they don't hit bids when the market's going up. Right, Dennis? That's usually what they say. At least that's what you tell me. So, okay. Lots of other stocks. I mean, this day is very mixed. You're seeing some stocks up, some stocks down. You're definitely seeing a rotate into the value trade. IWM up substantially over the QQQ. IWM is up 0.6%. Now QQQ is down 0.3%. So they have a tidy 1% you know, blowout there between value versus growth, which you know you can easily see IWM versus QQQ. Um, I don't know where you want to go from an individual stock perspective here, Spencer. There's a lot of upgrades, downgrades. Solar has been hot. I mean, there's a lot of stories here. I just, yeah, PSA, I am writing down all the tickers that are being dropped in the YouTube and the Benzino.com chats, just an FYI. So uh, keep dropping them in and I'll keep writing them down. We'll cover them at the end of the show. Uh, what about lithium stocks here? That Holy may, mackerel. That may be the new trade. Just wake up. Don't even look at what the market's doing and just go enter lthm hit buy enter pll hit buy lac wow. maybe hit buy maybe not so much now um the second, second or third day in a row they have not stopped going up since two days after battery day when they slammed them all so this lithium obviously joel myself raz are all still long it did you get in this one spencer lthm no. not participating in this one but this is just now getting you know this is a poof I mean, we were seven bucks, six tra- trading sessions ago. We're 12. We're talking about stocks up 80% in like six trading sessions. So, you know, if I had this in the trading account, I'd probably look at that we high back at 1230 in February and think maybe I should lighten up. That's what there we is said. a big, big mark, you know, a big bogey here, Joel. I don't know. What are you doing? Uh, it, I'm not touching it. I, I'm, lucky I, I'm trying to try to make this the Joel Alcon, Jason Rasnick <laughs> trade. I'm going to listen to these guys. For if Raz is in the chat, I'm not sure he is. He he came and said hi on the show, but he might be busy. But yeah. I don't know. I'm holding on till you. But Joel never sells is a problem. So you can't almost, you can't follow Joel. You're never yeah, going to follow Raz. He'll follow die Raz. with it. Joel, yes. Joel will die with Joel will die with that one. I mean, Joel doesn't a, sell anything. Do you want me to get uh, Dana or Emily to see what they are planning on doing with it? Uh, yeah. that- <laughs> Here you go. Joel will pass this on to his daughters when he passes <laughs> in 30 years. Because Joel's in great shape. He's got another good 30 years of him. Hey, I don't, I don't Either lithium's at- going to be at zero or it's going to be at a million dollars by then. <laughs> I don't look a day over 57, do I? No, not a day. <laughs> You're in better shape than I am, Joel. I'm going to give you that. Twelve. I think it's swimming. That's swimming helps. Twelve twenty nine. That was a monthly high. Dennis mentioned that. Uh, it's at twelve twenty seven. Uh, the other one that it almost sniffed here, Dennis. If you want to sell it, maybe just under thirteen. Your April two thousand nineteen high was twelve ninety two. And you got a little bit of confluence there because you got the 1290. So I think this is going to have some problems with 13. I did step in front of it yesterday uh, with my resistance. But today, I mean, that's just a big move off to 750. I'd be tempted at the 1290. We need, chart. we need charts too, Joel. You're slacking oh, I'm today. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm it's sorry. The fi- he's had his birthday. He's a year older here. Now you got to give him a break. <laughs> there we go. 12. Here's your 1290 high. The body is good. Here's your 1292 high. You or that's your 1229 high, and this is your 1292 high. There you go. All right. Well, we had Andrew left on our show last week, and he said that he thinks Sonos is a buy, if only because he thinks Apple could potentially buy them. Um, 
I don't. Look not, like that's I'm not the case. sure he's right. Doesn't look like it now. Apple mm. uh, or Bloomberg reporting that Apple is, is basically going to stop selling Sonos and Logitech uh, audio products in their stores uh, as Apple prepares to go deeper in, into that space. So S O N O and L O G I both down this morning on that report. LOGI obviously trades over in Europe as well, and it is getting whacked to the tune of five bucks. So they are slamming this one for it. Um, Sonos is they're giving it a little bit of a pass. Um, I'm long Sonos just because I bought it last week when Andrew left said that. Now I'm like, I don't know what to do because I'm up. I bought it like 14.40. I like the idea that he said, well, somebody's going to buy Sonos, but it doesn't appear to be Apple because they're not going to sell their products anymore. So right. um, I have made mistakes selling companies though because they're getting competition from one of the big guns and those are often buying opportunities yep. Amazon. i'm just looking I, I don't know did you buy the sonos Joe? you didn't get in this one eh? no i did not buy this one no no i, I oh, i'm really torn on this because i'm still up in it here at 1521 this morning and obviously we have new fundamental information which is not good but chart don't look bad and if it can hold 15 there you go. It's still in okay shape i mean yeah. but the news makes me spook that you know this story could start to you know get all over the media and it obviously is already and so maybe maybe it flushed to 1450 last night maybe that was the flush yeah i take it a little bit under 1450 stock hand uh, says get out <laughs> I, I, right here i, I kind of right want to 1520, I mean, three lows in a row in that area, and you're just sitting there. You're just sitting there. So if it doesn't hold 1520, I might be looking at 1463. I don't like that because that's where I bought it. Okay. And on the upside, oh, man, maybe throw a sneaking offer out there at 1550. That was Friday's high. And 1564 was your close on yesterday. Or excuse, 1550 was your close on Friday. 1564 yesterday. So if you want to get out, I think you might get a chance to get out at the mark. But uh, definitely, definitely, really at an impact area here, needing to hold 1520. Very torn. All right, a couple of interesting ratings today. I feel like we've been talking about ratings more in, sure. the, in the last month than we did from like. February because there's no earnings. August. Yep, uh, I suppose earnings season does start again next week. The analyst, it's true, and it's a great point you just made. During earnings season, the analysts are more quiet because they're yep. focused on earnings, and they're obviously still ratings. But right. there's, you know, and and we're focusing on earnings too, so maybe it's a little bit of selective perception on our part. But there seems to be less ratings during earnings season. Yeah, well, a couple of big upgrades today that caught my eye. Costco upgraded Barclays to overweight, gave it a four hundred dollar price target. Let's start there. Costco. COST. I, I, I think it's going, I think they're going to be right. I think it's eventually going to $400. If I, I never buy this one, I always like it, but I never buy it. So I, I, I the chart I, looks okay. I'm, yeah, oh, 362. I'm, 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 yeah. I don't know why I didn't buy this. In, in I don't know. I, I wanted to, and I did. I know I've wanted to buy this thing. Every time we bring it up on the show, I like it, but I never buy it. 363 is a high back in, in September. Yeah. Probably going to take it out today. Stocks making new all time highs. Why not? I mean, why not 400? Yeah. I don't but think the Costco story is going away. I don't think people are going to stop shopping at Costco. It's loved. It's yes, it trades with a higher valuation than its peers, but valuation, we know how much that matters in this market. So why not 400? I agree. 63, 67, 363, 67 is that all time high. Uh, Dennis is talking about, uh, 
in the pre-market, you haven't been able to get there. You, 6290 I think historically and uh, and I don't have any statistics to back this up it do, I mean it, it makes these kind of moves it's a big thick stock and it kind of it I think it would be more likely to fade a little bit on this one I don't see it going 363s 364 365 today just cuz it's just it was up here a while ago in September maybe it will hit 400 eventually my only criticism of Costco I mean they had to get rid of the samples obviously they don't always have the same stuff yeah, you know that's what I mean true. that's true you know and that's I mean that's probably just you know the supply chains or whatever but you know, I'm the kind of guy when I go to the store, I don't, I want to see what I got there last time. That's what I want. But uh, no, you know, great looking chart. I just, um, if you want to sell today, maybe you get a look at that old time high. It does 363.67. All right. We talked about this one last week. SeaWorld is upgraded this morning at Credit Suisse to outperform. Making a That's call. A- the dogs have been barking. I mean, I go back to the L brands that continues to defy logic and Bed Bath and Beyond. They just want to own that thing now, and it's gap and go and territory, and it's squeezing. The squeeze is on. So if you're in a stock, it's got a thirty or forty. If you're short a stock, it's got twenty, thirty, forty percent short interest. Danger, Will Robinson. I don't know what the short interest is on SeaWorld, but we can squeeze them here too. I would bet it's fairly high. What do you got, Spencer? I got over 10, so it's not super yeah, high. But... 10.2%? Yeah, 10. So it's not that's as crazy not, as I thought. Yeah, but... that's, that's not low, but it's definitely not high. Nah, so, you know, but either way, I mean, the dogs have been barking. This thing gets above 22 and it starts to go too. It doesn't make any sense to me. No, it makes zero sense to me, but this market doesn't make any sense half the time. So I'd say you've got resistance to 22 above that. It's in breakout mode, but I'm not going long because I don't like Shamu. <laughs> uh, you've got nowhere near that 22. So uh, let's look at uh, yesterday. Oh, it, you did yesterday. And then you, st- oh, I'm looking at triple BY. I'm sorry, folks. I, had to, I did the same I, thing. I, I had when you get chart- two stocks around the same price. Yeah. Have you ever, ever done this? I trade so much. I'm like, I thought I sold that stock. And then you realize, oh no, you sold another stock that's in your in your trading portfolio at the same price because you thought you had this ticker up and you had the other ticker up when you switch tickers back and forth. I've literally trade so much. I do that like once a month where I'm like, I thought I just sold that. Why is it back in my portfolio? I was like, oh my goodness, I sold, you know, I sold Bed Bath and Beyond. I meant to sell SeaWorld. I mean, that's that happens in my in my account because I'm trading that off and I'm just looking at the price and then not paying attention to the name. And I flipped it back to look at something else. I didn't realize I flipped it back and I just hit the sell button. Oops. <laughs> uh, Dennis mentioned uh, 22 here, 21.46 up 92 cents on very light volume. Look at all those highs above 22. Actually, you're taking out that 21 from six days ago, but let's see what happens. I mean, going back in September, the actual monthly high, what came in at uh, 2236. So yeah, it's got the momentum. Uh, just getting up and closing above 22 would be uh, important for this stock. Is it, uh, is it moving fun or any of this other stuff or not really? No, no, it's an upgrade. So again, and this is a good you know, point to make. If you're looking for sympathy moves, it's usually off of earnings because they think, oh, the earnings are good there. The earnings are going to be good here. Stock gets upgraded. It's like, oh, they got upgraded here. So the other one's going to probably get upgraded. That train of thought doesn't work. So you typically don't see sympathy moves with, you know, on, on ratings changes. 
Uh, now, and- now, fun could just be up because uh, we got this value trade going on, and obviously, you know, that's gene more of a value IWM type stock than it is a tech stock. So you might see a rally today just for that reason, but I don't think it's going to rally because of SeaWorld. All right, 8.32, we've got Nick Shaheen joining us in three minutes. SunPower also upgraded this morning from GLJ Research. Our friend Gordon Johnson upgraded them to buy SPWR, so that is up on that. What a move. I'm long. I've been long, long and strong, and I feel like Joel Alcon on this one. I've doubled my money on this puppy. Um, Trying to hold on to it. I, I and I like Gordo, and now he's upgrading it. So I I don't know. I mean, make, makes me not want to sell it. Although he do have a big pesky high of sixteen oh four back from August of twenty nineteen. Joel, Joel, I know what you would do. Be in it. You'd be holding it if you were in it. Are you in it? No, I'm not in this son. Not in. Are you in A solar stocks? You know, I no, I'm not. I'm not. But uh, and I've definitely have uh, missed the boat on uh, solar. I think we talk about the election and things like that. I think people are looking. Looking ahead, perhaps to uh, solar. I mean, solar electrical. I mean, they've been hot. This is breaking out. Uh, not quite. What was yesterday's high? Uh, yes, still you're still at yesterday's high, fifteen ninety-four. So you haven't taken out. Pretty clear sailing over sixteen here. You'll have to go over the monthlies to try and find something. Maybe 1656. Wow, that was back in March of 2016 and then 1721. The only thing I'll be a little leery about this one is it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight up days in a row. So if you want to, uh, when you, you know, get to that nine. Yeah, yeah. S and P's just just poked our head over thirty four hundred and can't keep a good market down. Yeah, thirty four oh one and a quarter, uh, thirty thirty four oh three the high. So we have for right now we've taken out um, yesterday's high. I'm sorry, I missed this about ten minutes ago, but uh, Ver Biotech, VIR, and uh, GSK announced that they're proceeding with uh, the phase expansion of phase three of their uh, COVID nineteen drug trial so vir is up oh when did uh, that come out uh, about 10 minutes ago so, so oh, that's a, that's your pop yeah i mean we're getting these little lefts we know especially because i'm seeing it go into the old airlines a little bit we're seeing the cruise lines trade up one and a half percent here now we're seeing the banks trade higher you're totally seeing the reopening trade happening here a little bit so i was wondering where the catalyst was coming from because you could clearly see it here this morning yes yeah, you don't tell us vir half hour ago I, uh, 10 minutes so give him a break 10 minutes, okay i mean he's trying to do a live radio show so he can't monitor all what was the uh what was the other stock uh it, it's uh vir and gsx no, G- G- uh wait gsk or gsx gsk gsk sorry i mean that's we know it's not going to affect yeah. glass coast smith Klein. Right. it's a huge company so vir vir yeah. getting a lift what do you think of the vir chart i mean it started going yesterday some of these vaccine plays are starting to show life here once again i've had a lot of them for dead but Novavax just isn't going down, so it held 100, so that's good news for the bulls. It's trading flat here this morning, obviously down just slightly because whenever somebody else comes up with a good drug for whatever reason, they hit the other ones down because it's a race to the, who's going to be first, but some of these plays look okay. Uh, INO, too, is holding above 10, so some of these actually don't look bad. Uh, well, you just went through like five stocks there. That's, but, that's how uh, I go. Five uh, stocks uh, at once. <laughs> go, Joe, go. 
I'll just go with the VIR. You had a quick pop to 48. You faded uh, back to 45. So that makes me a little more think that uh, you're going to have a hard time getting to sell that one at 48. You just take 44.51. These stocks have been selling off, except for the Regeneron yesterday. Dennis, I hope you got out of that one okay. Because I know Chris won on that one. <laughs> you kept that was funny, eh? He says, I bought it. Well, I sold it after hours. I don't know where he bought it. I was selling it up 25 mm -hmm. points because I thought it was overdone. Eh, wrong. Don't be fading. Country, the, 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 tra the fade trade here didn't work well for me on AYX or REGN. <laughs> uh, and uh, what's the, I'm just curious about Gilead. Do you know that this stock has had six months of lower highs going on seven? At least it's starting to. It's finding support where it needed to find support. We talked about, you know, we, and this was at 70, we talked about it being down at 62, 63. And I said, I would be a buyer if it ever came back down to there. Here it is back down those levels. I'm not a buyer. Maybe I should be, <laughs> maybe I should be, maybe there's when Disavere starts to get me you no know, more, you know, talk here too, because it was popping up on Disavere again the other day. So, you know, if you're taking a flyer on Gilead here, I won't yell at you. All right. Uh, you got Mr. Shaheen back there. Dude, Nick Shaheen. Yes. He is here. Nick. I um, am here. You better have perfect eyesight now. Well, near perfect and actually perfect in the right, near perfect in the left on purpose. So I can read without glasses. They, Ooh, they, short, they so, made me short-sighted a little bit. Nearsighted, I guess. My you must be my trading opic. better here since you have good vision now. Well, I tell you what, I have a better back now. I don't have to lean forward to see the screen. I know, I'm always like this. <laughs> I'm leaning right, right into the screen. I got the glasses and I'm leaning. What, is, what numbers? What stock is Yeah, that? I can sit back and see those sharp little numbers down there. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. How's it going? Pretty good. Um, you know, the, the COVID thing is uh, throwing everybody into a loop, but really the charts have, have offered real good guidance as far as to make decisions, at least when not to make certain decisions. Like this morning with this pop, people are probably piling in. Mm -hmm. They should look left a little bit, like towards, uh, what was it, the 16th, 15th in, uh, for the S&P. Yeah. Uh, this, this was a prior ledge. So once they get to it, it's not going to be butter going through it. Um, I know we're having little... Um, pops on headlines on the small caps it's a little different they have a chance at if they beat the current situation that they're fighting right now to actually maybe meet the accident scene from february so that might be a little exciting there so you got any individual stock setups what are you looking at well i we bought the dip on almost everything uh like for for example when apple felt below 105 yep. uh, i saw some strong strong bids and there was one closing uh day where it had like 57 million shares. Uh, I, I, I felt very comfortable. So sold a put spread uh, right at the money, which is unusual for me. I usually leave a buffer and it was a, a bet and it worked out, uh, did similar things, um, had really good timing on, on DraftKings as well. So just sprinkled little bets here and there on things that made sense, counterintuitive to market reaction because everybody was reacting to the headlines rather than looking at the charts and it offered a lot of good uh, entry points for that. Um, like, uh, what was it? Beyond Meat, that was a good grab. Uh, the IYT, my thesis there was that going into the holiday season, we have too much money in the, in the economy. I know this is controversial to say, but everybody around me that either has or doesn't have a job or a part-time job is rolling in money from the government. So, and they're spending like fools. I'm talking about my personal friends from the gym that are usually hourly 
and they, they don't usually make a lot of money, put money in their hands and they, they spend it all. And they're my good friends and they're just spending like two, three, three, economy going. $500 on sneakers for somebody who's supposedly unemployed just doesn't make freaking sense, but it's hitting the economy regardless. And, and the U S has been always been a, uh, a consumer economy, right? They tell us it's what, 68% or 60. Yeah, I think it's the government's number is 68% of the economy is. Who sells $500 sneakers? I want to see three pairs. Do the math, dude. You do air math. Three pairs. Oh, three pairs. Uh, pairs. One pair of 500. I want to see what a pair of $500 sneakers. Yeah. I was excited for that too. I didn't know Nike. Rewind the tape. tape. I said three pairs. pairs. I heard the same thing. I just heard $500 sneakers. I was like, whoa. Those no, are nice. $500 on sneakers. My, my, I don't pay over 50 bucks. I get them on sale. That's why I might 50. I paid 20 at, at, um, at Costco for an Adidas. There you go. Oh, Adidas too. Nice. Talk about Good Beyond Meat. We had a question about that uh, in the chat. I mean, what do you do for a target in this one? Uh, just trading up again. The only thing I can see you know, is a monthly high at 183.96. I just, if you want to sell it on strength, on weakness, looks like maybe put a stop below 165. You have three, four lows in that area. Do you have a, do you have a target on that one? Um, what, what I bought yeah, I mean, was, yeah, yeah what I saw coming was a battle around the 158. And I thought that if they take that out, they will overshoot higher and they should have tripped at 165, 166 from the poke high in, in June. But then, uh, but I thought that it could overcome that like in the jolt and it did. So now it's running in open air. There is no, like you said, there is no close proxy to it. You have to go back all the way to last year in September and it's above those levels too. So like you said, it's in open air. Uh, that's why I liked it because um, the, the bears don't have any reference to short it. And if they do, it's too far back and it doesn't almost apply right now. And if you look, about, if you look at it from a really far, um, if you zoom out and you look at it, you can almost say it's in a giant cup and handle that could have, I'm not saying it does, that could have like $80 worth of it because it, it fell from August in a giant bowl into a failure in June of this year, and then a smaller bowl into the current, the recent breakout from 163. If I kind of see it. So if that's correct, then it should hit 220 plus. Wow. Let me just ask you like a tactical question here and, uh, you know, a trading spreads and stuff. It seems like whenever I sell uh, an option, maybe against another option, and, and I, you know, and it, and it goes, you know, it should be going my way. It just seems like they're always like so well bid. Like, all right, I'm, I'm sure unless I catch it on a real extreme, are you, are you going out farther? Are you picking on the, the, the closer ones and having that premium evaporate? Because it just seems like when I, what? man, when I sell an option, just, ah, man, it just, Seems well, like what do you sell? What, what delta do you sell, and for what purpose? It all depends on. What I do it like if I have a big lead on something, I'll yeah. do like the the lower strike or two lower strikes to lock it in. Okay, so when you're doing a big bid on something, meaning you want to capture a big upside move, so you sell put spreads below it, is that what you're saying? I no, I'm talking like if I'm long puts. Okay. 
and I get them going my way pretty, you know, in a good way. Oh, you're trying to spread a winning trade. Yeah. So keep it simple. Don't do that. Just take your time. Don't do that, Joel. <laughs> well, seriously, if you're struggling with it, stop doing it. What you can do is book your profit and buy another one. So, okay. uh, you know, pocket the money and then re renew the bet with, with another leg that has time on the clock. So you, you, you struggle with something, just find a way around it. Stop doing it because there are other ways of locking in profits. Take the profit and reopen another one somewhere else. That's what you're essentially doing because I see what you're saying. So I own a put and then price moves my way and I want to lock in the profits by spreading it, selling another put somewhere else that hopefully will die and keep me long in my short the stock by being long that put. I know it's confusing, but you're trying to lock in a profit with a strategy that, that you're struggling with, there are other ways of doing it. Just dis ditch it, Just book it. And, and, and reopen it somewhere else. Nick, do you limit your universe at all? Are there, are there stocks you won't look at that you won't go below yeah. a price yeah. cap? Yeah, there are stocks that I would love to trade that I don't because of how their options trade. Um, like if I buy, if I sell a spread in Shopify, it's freaking impossible to profit from it. It, especially with the day it's moving fast, even in my favor. The bids are so wacky. You can't close the spread. You end up being forced to close them one leg at a time. And with that stock, that's insanity. So there are certain stocks that don't, that don't trade well with options on spreads. So if I was doing single legs, that works well, but they are so expensive, they're prohibitive. So easy for me to say. Uh, so it's just, there's some, some of them I avoid. So I need a liquid options ticker that is easy to, to spread. Okay. And then what else is on, I, I guess here's one. How are you positioning yourself or are you trading in the election at all? Are you? I am. I, I have an outcome for the election. Okay. You're not going to like it. Trump is going to win. There's no doubt about it in my mind. That's my opinion. Why? Why? Because yeah. nothing has changed. People who hate him, they still hate him. People who love him, they still love him. Period. End of story. So how are you trading that outcome? I, yeah, I traded it wrong last time. I knew he was going to win and I shorted and I lost. <laughs> so I am not doing the same. So I'm trading the market as long because there is, there is no alternative other than it go up because everybody is all invested in everything that has to do with assets. So pick your charts, track the levels that matter and turn off the news and act on your own because we do have enough tools. Literally, we have enough tools. And it's easier to do that than to have to listen to Grasso that tells you that Apple is going to $83. So he was saying go into $83, and I'm watching the, the chart. Well, I also said Capri the other day on CNBC what? was going to go up to 100 It's 19 I mean, <laughs> Okay. Said that. So he said Grasso. He said and five times. He says you can make five then, times your money on it. And then CPRI. they bring. I was and, like, I don't know where he's getting that from. And then they bring bring um, Carter Worth to solidify his message and saying that uh, you know we're we're headed lower and he offers real reasons why we're going to twenty eight fifty, and then uh, it, so, so everybody gets focused on these numbers and everybody becomes scared and they forget to look at the actual levels that are above us and below us. So there are triggers everywhere. Just trade the the the, the ranges. And figure out, every stock has a range. Figure out where the range is and chase the breakthrough any side of this range, up or down. 
Um, so it, th this makes it easier. It gives you an action plan rather than just reacting to what's in the news. Like Trump went into, uh, tested positive for COVID and everybody freaked out. And I knew where support was going to be and it showed up. Uh, the other day when the markets were falling out of bed, I did a video from my guys and gals and I said, here's a box in the SPY and it should hold and here's why it should hold. The other two times when we reverted to the means and fell through, one was the quarantine. We had that news, which was a game changer. And the other one was the Fed when they said um, they're, you know, in 2018, October, they said we're on cruise control with raising rates. So that killed the market there. This time we have neither of those two. We're done with the quarantine. The Fed is on our side. We will find support where we should have found support on those two other crashes. So I'm buying the dip. And that was the idea. So one of the things we bought, I liked gold. I thought, okay, so the GDX might do better because all stocks are down and the GDX is a bunch of stocks and I like gold. So that was a double win. And during well, the tough... I, I don't want to stop you on the gold because it's actually, you know, you were just talking about cup and handles and I bring up the GLD and I kind of see one here and you kind of yeah. have the handle right where we broke down from this all. And if you look at GLD 180, yeah. I mean, what do you think here? Are we too late on the gold? We missed the bottom well, at 175, gold? but I think it kind of looks okay. Months and months ago, I said gold is the thing to buy because we're saying trillion too many times. Yeah. So cash is really dying. So yeah. you, have to, you have to hold your value in assets that governments don't Physical control. Physical assets. So um, that, does, that the, governments doesn't control, the government doesn't control. So gold and Bitcoin qualify. And so I did like gold on this bounce recently. So I, went, I used the GDX and I sold the put spread in the GDX. And I said I could buy a call spread or calls. And it was a combination of two. And it worked out. Same with the XLK. Uh, sold puts, bought calls, and the bounce happened. That's free money, literally. There is no money out of pocket and just profits. So if you make a plan, then you can act on it. So the plan for gold was I like gold. I could have bet on the GLD, but I said I'm using the GDX right now because it's a bunch of stocks. And if, I, if, if the stock market, if I think it's going to hold and rally back on a bounce, then the GDX will rally faster than the GLD. So that was an easy trade. Um, so it was a two-week trade. I had days on it left, so it, it was pennies to close, and I closed it. So um, don't leave open uh, cheap risk open when you're selling spreads because more often than not, you get bit by one, and it just ruins a whole bunch of other ones for you. Uh, if, if, the, if the risk, if you're selling puts or put spreads and the risk gets cheap or you get too much risk quickly priced out in your favor, you get too, much, too many profits real quick, just take them off if there's time on the clock. You can reset the trade on the next dip. All right. Nick Shaheen runs the Create Income with Option Spreads and SellSpreads.com. Nick, thanks for the time. Good to have you back. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Good to be back. I appreciate it. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Nick. Uh, Always good. Before I go to the chat, I want to mention the SPAC of the day. How could I not? IPOC, they're giving back those gains Whoa. now. But the news is that this is now the third SPAC to be taken public by uh, Tamath Palihapitiya. They are merging or buying with Clover, uh, merging with Clover Health. Uh, that was announced this morning. This is a uh, healthcare platform uh, for seniors. Uh, this is Chamath's uh, third SPAC, as I mentioned. His first one was virtual. <laughs> what happened here? We're, we'll bring up the chart. I want to see oh, it. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Uh, right here. Rug pull. Holy yeah. mackerel. Where'd this thing get to this morning? Oh, man. Uh, it 14. got to over 1450. And wow. 
this is uh this was an a- alphabet play i think an alphabet company right spencer well yeah uh, alphabet has invested they were like a, a wow. venture investor in clover where's this gonna stop dennis dennis where are know. you i i don't know Ten <laughs> fifty. well you know these ten fifty. yeah ten fifty. i mean this is so this announced a deal here today and it's getting slammed on it yeah there goes their whole SPAC strategy. <laughs> I you know. Like buy the SPAC and then it announces the deal and then you sell into the spike. I guess if you were doing it early, you made money at six o'clock. But wowzers, this is a uh, rug pull. You're right. Wow. Rug pull trade. I don't know if we've seen that say, before. Say his name again. Chamath Palihapitiya. Holy ah, mackerel. You, you, you speak well. That's like uh, Brent uh, announcing the different drugs. And stuff. He is pretty good at it, too. Yeah. Spencer does a good job, too. Me and Joel butcher uh, everything. Uh, I, time. I still can't say Redemisphere. Redemisphere? <laughs> What's yeah, it called? I can't say it either. <laughs> but right. It's like it's just the way it's uh, sounded They out. do it intentionally, and they laugh when they come up with these names. Like Just because they know, oh, watch, the media will get this one all wrong here for sure. We'll throw an extra couple, you know, we'll throw an extra couple consonants where there should be vowels, and we'll see if they can pronounce it. All right, <laughs> I want to get to some of the tickers that I've written down. Yeah, let's do it. Ticker time. Ticker time. We'll do ticker time here. We'll start with uh, Nano X. N N O X is the ticker. N N O X. One off the board for the first one. I have never made it. There's not a lot of stocks I've never traded before. This is one of them. I see why because it's only been out there for it looks like over, just over a month. Um, I'll add it to my universe, but I know absolutely nothing about this company. Uh, it's it's uh, healthcare imaging. It's right. It's like um, what's happened in the last yeah, three like medical imaging. So what's happened in the last three days? This was in the complete doghouse and and down twenty three, and then it just doubled in three days. What's is there a news headline the last yes, three days? They did announce a new uh, product. I guess if if you want to call it that, I um, hope it's a good one. Or they demonstrated their new a new imaging system at a conference uh, or at they will demonstrate at a future conference. So we've got this conference here from November 29th to December 5th, and they're going to demonstrate their new technology at that conference. And that was the headline from yesterday. Uh, what a, uh, it's unbelievable move for two days. Stocks basically in two days doubled. We went from 23 and we got up to $45. It's basically a double in two days. Stocks double in two days. You'd book the profits in my opinion. Yeah, I'm looking at this one. It's trading, what, at uh, 40.34. It's up. I had a big range yesterday. I think I almost got to 50% right on the kisser. So I think what you would want to see in this one is it doesn't have to blast off today and Hopefully it doesn't tank to 30. I think the best thing, instead of looking left on the chart, look right, maybe hang out the rest of the week, you know, between 40 and 44, close above this 42.59 and then take a poke at 62 at 66.23. Uh, but if you can't get, I mean, a lot of people are caught in this one. Also, you have a, a daily high sticking out at 44 even. So this is an important area, 42 and a half to 44. If it takes that out, I'd be all for it going up to test that uh, 6623. Um, if not, there's a lot of room here on the downside. All right. Uh, Levi, Levi Strauss actually reports tonight. Report to earnings tonight. Yeah, we have a very light earnings week, but Levi's, I guess, the headliner. And uh, for now, when's the last time you bought a pair of jeans? Well, this is usually that time of year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's I cyclical, right? Or seasonal. I, 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 Season, seasonality here playing into Levi's. I mean, 
this is just your classic run up ahead of the report. So yep. I was actually long and I just sold it. Um, it's before we started the show. And, and um, this is just, you know, you buy this thing a couple of days before it reports and you can see we've had a significant run and, you know, maybe there is some rotation into retail that it's been benefiting from, but this has definitely moved more than that and stocks up basically 10% in two days. So now you've got some expectations in here. So we'll see where it goes. Um, it's got a little dividend too. I didn't even know that Levi 2.1%, but again, you know, just extracting that alpha from the run-ups ahead of the events works. And that's, that was the easy money. So if you were along this thing for the last couple of days, I think now is the time to book the profits uh, and not take it through the uncertainty of the event. 29.59. I don't know why it spiked on that day. Was that a big day in the market or something? What are you talking about? Wait, what day was that? Oh, I, oh, oh, I got EVI. Oh, Joel's oh. done it again. Oops. He, he forgot the L. L-E-V-I. I'm like, okay, maybe not. Uh, no, it won't get there today. Uh, no man's land. Maybe if you're looking for a juicy target, monthly high at 16. Oh, that's a ways away. No, not really. Well, 15.24. Big bar yesterday. I was just ahead of the report. I wouldn't want to see it go red. 15.01 up 32 cents at 33 cents. I think it goes red here. You got to ways down to yesterday's low at 14.36. But as long as you stay green here, maybe work your way up towards $16 in Levi Strauss. Don't mention DraftKings. Just still waiting on the price. No matter yeah. I have not seen it come through yet. Usually comes through within a couple of days. After yeah. It. It's going to hang out. Every ARB is waiting the same thing for the pricing. Where is it going to be? Is it come out at 60? They'll start ripping offers. It, like it'll start ripping higher if it came out at 60. If it comes out at 55, they'll start ripping lower. Nothing matters until we know what that price is wow so they, they, when then we get that price it can come out in the morning too so you know it could come out so just keep an eye on your headlines there when we get that price you're going to see a move uh someone 60 seems to be the area um last two lows i mean if you're trading it just technically two lows in the same area 5860 5885 i don't think they're going to get it done at 60 i think you don't it's going to so? be i think it's going to be about 56 or 57 that they're going to have to go out to get this done and that, you know, as obviously, you know, and we saw a pen, I mean, it might pull down to that area. And if it pulls down to the area where the pricing is, I would strike the first time just for a bounce trade off of that using that, whatever the price is as, as my stop out. All right. Uh, good. I mean, it's had a nice run. So somebody we'll says they saw 56. I, 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 um, uh, I have not seen any, I have not seen a price on it either. So I, I might've missed it though. Mm. What else you want? You don't see it Spencer? No, you I don't see that. I don't see that. All right, we're still waiting. I think we're still um, waiting. Yeah. Maybe it's rumors. Uh, okay. uh, Helena Troy, H-E-L-E. Let's look at that one. Go, Joel. H-E-L-E. Uh, -E. Oh, man. 210 resistance. I see that high right yeah, there. Straight up to seven. Yeah, but and not, even if it clears 210, all these highs here. There's a lot of highs in that area. So I use that. Just figure out, ballpark that, 212, 213 as resistance. That's things pretty close to an all-time high. What's up with Duke Energy lately, D-U-K? Well, that got the offer, the bid from oh, – right, the potential right, bid right, from NEE. Right. Ooh, look at so that, they, they had made an offer, and Duke had rejected it. Obviously, people are, are suspecting that they might come back with a better offer, and that's why they've continued to buy Duke Energy up. I mean, if this deal – if it comes out, and yeah, there's no deal, deal falls apart, you'll see Duke get slammed. 
Um, so it's holding up because people think that they're going to get, obviously they think they're going to get probably above a hundred bucks, but I don't know, you know, there's no way to tell whether they're going to, any is going to pull out or not, or whether they're still cooking up a deal. So obviously market thinks they're still cooking up a deal. Yep. I had forgotten about that headline. All right. Um, what about, what about Disney? I saw someone ask about Disney. Oh man, this is like, we haven't looked at that one in a while. Sleepy chart looks okay. I'd say above 120. Um, yeah. Again, I don't like it just because I think that they're not firing all cylinders right now. But if you forget about all fundamentals, which is market seems to do, and you just look at the technicals, which is how Nick Shaheen approaches it, which is probably not a bad way. Um, I'd say as long as it's above 120 here, you put in a nice little bottom there, 120, 121. That's kind of where you gapped up from back in August. I don't mind it here. So you could start to show some life. So let's see if it can hold above 120. I would definitely stop out though if it went through 120. Uh, I mean, if you're, I don't know how short of a term or what time frame you're looking at this on, uh, but you had a string of one, two, three, four. You have a string of uh, five lower highs, but the highs from yesterday and Friday, 123.60, 123.68, seems to be hanging in there right now. So this one, there is some room here, a little breakout, you know, a double top on the daily chart. So there's some room up to 125.47 on this one. It'd be, uh, first you got to get through that, that 123.68. Uh, looks like you got a little seller at 123.80 here, but spoos keep going, gets through 127, better off. I don't know if there's any paper at 124, but it looks poised here right, for a little bit of rally. Yeah, yeah, more likely at 125. I don't know about seeing 125.47. There's another double top. Wow, a double top on top of a double top. 123.60, 123.68, and then uh, 125.47, 125.55. Uh, the volume's been coming down on this decline, so maybe you just had one week or you know, or two or three week sellers, and maybe you mopped them up yesterday. All right, I'm being told that I, I think I don't ask for likes enough, so I'm asking for likes now. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, do and you like me? It's like in third grade, you know. That will make, oh, go ask her if she likes me. That, that'll make the back. powers that be happier, I think. And that's what you're supposed to do on YouTube. If we're true YouTubers, we have to we 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 can't be without asking for likes. So okay. I'm doing that now, and that makes us true hardcore YouTubers. Okay. Uh, that right. is that's gonna be a wrap for us. I want to thank our guest, Nick Shaheen. Thanks to all of you in our chat. There's the YouTube chat, of course, there's the Benzinga.com chat, and there's the Benzinga pro chat you can catch a replay of this show on youtube or catch our podcast wherever you get your podcast you can also email us pre-market at benzinga.com please remember that all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes and not for investing or trading advice we'll be back with you at 3 40 p.m eastern time until then everyone have a great rest of your day save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.